Congratulations, Drake Heal and Christian. This was another great episode of Hair, How I Grew It. I look forward to the next one and the next one. It's a fun, educational, and inspiring series. This is Christian's mom. Take care. Hi, everybody. Drake Hill here. Have you subscribed yet to Hair, How I Grew It, wherever you get your podcasts? If not, please do and leave a review. Now, Hair, How I Grew It. I still know that there are places and pockets of people that do believe that natural hair will uh, keep you from getting a promotion or even keep you from getting a man. Um, <laughs> so, uh, you know, we, we still have a ways to go, but I think we're light years ahead of where we were 20 years ago. And, you know, my mom, she went natural, I don't know, or 40 years ago, maybe. Um, 30, I think right 30, about 30. 30 years ago, yeah. So, you know, she was definitely an innovator, a pioneer um, here in the United States. This is Hair, How I Grew It, a show where sisters talk about their hair-raising natural hair journeys. I'm host and producer, Drake Hill Burns. I've been sporting my natural for more than a decade, but the road to getting here wasn't easy. My story reflects the hair struggles sisters have faced since our enslaved ancestors were brought to America in the 1600s, and their African hair and identity were stripped away. As we commemorate the 400-year anniversary of that painful history, Hair, How I Grew It, features Black women from all walks of life who have chosen to wear their natural crowns in a culture that promotes straight hair. On today's show, I interview Christian. She is the daughter of my friend and Hair How I Grew It guest, Caroline Brewer. Caroline, as Christian mentioned in the beginning of the show, is a pioneer. She was one of just a few Black women who wore a natural in her native home of Fort Wayne, Indiana, in the early 1990s. Listen to episode four of Hair, How I Grew It to hear Caroline share her hair journey, which is filled with courage, some mean girls, hate mail, love, and deep natural hair wisdom. Christian, who was born in Fort Wayne and spent her primary years there, has been sporting locks for about 20 years. I wanted to interview Christian because natural hair became her side gig. I just remember walking into your house, your living room, seeing you there doing the locks. I think you were retouching them for a young man. And I was just like, oh, you know, you're helping out a friend. And you were like, no, I have clients. (laughs) (laughs) And I said, clients, what? So just explain how did that happen? Well, um, I've always been around hair. Um, As you know, my grandmother, my maternal grandmother, my mother's mother, um, she has owned a hair salon or owned a hair salon for over 35 years. And I grew up in that environment. The hair salon was part of her home, literally built onto her back porch area. And um, 
you know, my cousins and I were always doing each other's hair, helping her clean up in the shop. And so it was always part of me. Um, but when I was probably maybe 11 or 12, uh, my great aunt, my grandmother's youngest sister, she used to braid hair as her side hustle. And she actually had a whole full-time job and master's in library science. Um, but she, you know, appreciated the connection to the roots to have natural hair. And she also just wanted to give us a way to make money if we ever needed it. Um, so she sat us down one day. It was a Thanksgiving and she pulled you out. You said us. Who did, who was us? Oh, uh, myself and my two um, girl cousins. So one's younger and one's older. Um, okay. And she said, I want to teach you all how to add in hair for braiding. And that way you'll never be broke. So <laughs> she did. Amen. And, yeah. And it just so happened that while I was in school at Howard University, I worked at a shoe store for a little while, but um, you know, in the mall that didn't really work out. And there was a natural hair salon across the street from campus. And I said, oh, well, I know how to add in hair. And this is way more lucrative um, per hour than working at a shoe store. And, you know, I was around Black women, older, younger, and there was a sense of community similar to uh, what Black men feel at barbershops. And so it just, it, it blossomed from there. And then I was able to through that process, uh, learn how to do styles on my own locks. Um, and then when I left there, that's when I started taking clients at home um, for a few years after I left the salon. What kind of styles were you doing? So I was doing um, locks and twist extensions, which are commonly known as kinky twists. So they're a added twist instead of a braid and it comes in a different texture there's a looser coil uh that's like a bouncy silky texture um and then there's a uh, tighter coil a little bit more coarse that's more similar to like an afro textured hair and those are braided in for the first inch or so and then twisted down I asked Christian to describe her hair. It's an interesting texture. It's thick, um, but I have locks. So it is a um, medium to tighter coil um, because it takes, I've had two sets of locks over the 20 years and it takes longer for the rooted area to lock. Um, and a lot of times there's extra hair around the um, root area. Um, that's just loose. So how did her mom style it early on? I don't ever remember getting a relaxer as a young child. Um, I just remember and actually just seeing pictures of her um, having put my hair in, you know, ponytails and bobos, barrettes and all that stuff. Um, but I, I didn't, yeah, I didn't have a perm for uh, or any chemical in my hair for a long time. And that way you said Bobo, what's I'm sorry, oh, <laughs> like the little the hair knockers with the balls on the end, just to, oh. you know, to, <laughs> <laughs> I remember those. Oh, to wow, okay, yeah. to hold the ponytail. yeah, no rubber bands, um, just barrettes and um, the little ball fasteners or whatever they're actually called. Um, so basically it was natural then she wasn't yeah home yeah. or pressing comb at all in this in this equation 
No, I don't remember. I maybe I did because you know my grandmother also did our hair um, a lot, and but day to day, my grandmother, I mean, my mother did my hair, um, and I just have a very fuzzy memory. I didn't have that traumatizing, you know, hot comb, you know, and and perms, and you know, not wanting to get your hair done. I don't remember any of that. My mom would probably know better, but. You know, I think because I grew up again with even my my mom's first cousin, she owned a hair salon. So it was just so natural. I don't I don't believe any of us, myself and my two um, first girl cousins had any traumatizing hair experiences as a child because everyone around us was very well versed in taking care of hair, whether it was natural or chemical. So then let's fast forward to the vivid memory of nine years old <laughs> and you, Christian, decides I'm going to take over and do my hair. Okay, so what does that look like? So um, it will be interesting, I don't know, to maybe get hypnotized or something and figure out where this came from. But it was, I think it was a combination of just the times, you know, like the, the late 80s, mid to late 80s, um, the Jerry Curl was popular. <laughs> I remember and my grandmother did a lot of those styles in her salon and so one day I decided that I wanted a jerry curl and so (laughs) I asked my grandmother and she said I mean sure you but you have to ask your mom and so I called my mom at work and it might have been summer or something I can't remember um and, you know, we kind of went back and forth and I was like, I really, really want it. Please, please, please. <laughs> so she let me get a Jerry Curl in third grade. Um, and I will say that it didn't last long. Um, it probably only lasted a couple of years um, because the movie House Party came out. And there was a guy, <laughs> there's a scene where a guy had a Jerry Curl and they were making fun of him. And they were like, follow the drip, follow the drip, because you had to put the activator in your hair and sometimes it was drippy or it dripped onto your clothing or behind you or what have you and so kids started making fun of me and I hated it it is so funny you say that so your traumatic (laughs) moment was house party mine Still, yeah, from from this um this show, but yeah, well, my no, no, mine was um coming to America. That just shows Mm. our age difference, right? Mm. The couch scene, yeah, the couch, the couch scene, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that just shows our different generations. But hey, no trauma is trauma. I get it. So house party, Jerry Curl comes to an end. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. And then I got a perm. So I went from that to my first memory of a perm. Yeah. Okay. And did your grandmother put your perm in? Uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure. I don't remember, but yeah, she did all of our perms. My mom didn't. I don't remember my mom ever, 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 ever um, putting a perm in my hair. Okay. So the perm, so we're talking nine, Jerry Kill. So this would have probably been 12. So you're going into junior high at this point. Um, well, yeah, I think I was fifth, fifth or sixth grade. Okay, so obviously the perm, you know, the whole straight hair thing. I mean, did you want, because, you know, Jerry Curl is not straight, but did you want straight mm-hmm. hair? Did you want to be a part? Like, why did you get a relaxer? Or did you even have a choice? Um, I don't remember 
why I chose the relaxer. I think it was probably, um, for lack of a better term, a natural progression. Um, because from what I know now, you know, if you have any type of chemical in your hair, you have to let it grow out and cut it. And um, But I don't even think that was a thought. I think, um, you know, just everyone had a perm. The jerry curl was um, becoming extinct. And so <laughs> that was just the, the next thing. So, um, yeah, I just remember getting a perm. I don't think there was ever any discussion of me not having a chemical, um, you know, relaxer. So, yeah, that was just the next step. So from about 11 or 12 until 16, 17-ish, um, I pretty much just wore my hair in uh, a bun, slick back bun. And um, I never learned how to do a bunch with my own hair. But when I moved to Teaneck, New Jersey, when I was about uh, 12 or 13, a lot of the girls um, that had perms were getting um, what's called doobie wraps. And so they would get their hair perms. They would get it um, rolled in these really huge rollers or roller set, if you will. Um, and then they would wrap it at night and then comb it out. And it would it's just like a straight style that kind of frames your face. Um, so I tried that for a while, but it was a process of sorts for um, us as a family to pay to get our hair done. And it wasn't very inexpensive um, in Teaneck. And if we wanted to pay the 15 or $25 at the Dominican hair salons, I would have to um, go into Harlem. So that just, it became a bit, you know, onerous and and so I just wore the bun. Check out Christian's bun style from back in the day on the Hair How I Grew It Instagram page at Keep It Nat. That's K-E-E-P-I-T-N-A-T. You're listening to Hair, How I Grew It. I'm host and producer Drakeel Burns. Today, I'm talking to Christian, daughter of Hair, How I Grew It, episode four guest, Caroline Brewer. Caroline is a natural hair Hoosier pioneer. With Christian's pedigree, it's no surprise she eventually went natural. But her reason for doing so was not what I expected. As a lot of things start um, when you're a high schooler, I uh, had a boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> of course you did. Of course you did. And um, we just started along this path of uh, taking an African-American history class and just got really deep into um uh, African-American history and, you know, being natural and learning about um, all these different ways to connect back to the continent and what that meant. And we read a bunch of books. And so long story short, he encouraged me after my mom, you know, having natural hair my entire life, trying to encourage me to go natural. Um, he encouraged me to go so let, natural. So let's just, let's just take a pause here. <laughs> now, mom has been telling you, you need to go natural, but it takes a boy for you to be like, you know what, mom, you are so right. Is that, is that what happened? I just want to make sure I understand. Uh, yes, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> 
Christian went on to explain that it wasn't just about a boy. Her mother's close crop clouded her judgment. But also, my mom had, um, you know, a, a hairstyle that was the short, um, and that's what she had my entire life, basically. And so I never learned how to do natural hair, and I just couldn't see the possibilities for me, right? So, you know, I don't think I was necessarily uh, not wanting to follow her suggestions, but just didn't see you know, myself wearing a shortcut and didn't know, again, how to do any natural styles. I still wanted hair, you know. I didn't know how to do a uh, flat twist or two-strand twist or braided styles or any of, any of that on my own. Um, so That's for me, it was just about, yeah, it was just about like choice and, you know, just options. Um, even though my one option still was like the bun. But <laughs> anyway... <laughs> there was one woman who was a year or two older than me who actually did have locks. And I believe she was from New York. We had a lot of kids from New York that um, went to our school. And so <clears throat> one of the wonderful influences she had on me was she, she was even more into uh, you know, learning about African-American history. She was a vegetarian. Um, and so we, you know, became close and she kind of became my hair mentor. And the person who started my locks was her boyfriend's mother who owned a salon with her husband. Um, and I think it was, it was called like touch or touch of us or or something like that. Um, but the woman who started my locks actually was the woman who created all of D'Angelo's cornrow braided styles in the 90s. So wow. that was a big did you, deal. Did yeah. you get a chance to meet D'Angelo? <laughs> I didn't. We went to one of his concerts, um, but I did not get to meet him. That was 20 years ago, and I'm still disappointed for her. I mean, have you seen D'Angelo's How Does It Feel video where he looks like a bare milk chocolate Adonis? So yummy. Let me stop and get back to Christian. I just decided uh, that I would grow my hair out because I did not want to do the big chop. That was not a thing for me, and it wasn't a thing for a lot of people in 1998. So uh, luckily, I had a friend who did know how to do natural hair. I don't think she ever had a perm. Um, and she was in high school just like me. So for about a year, she put um, all these different braided styles in my hair. Um, and then even on my junior year, when we took our senior pictures right before I started locks and I was still growing my hair out, I went to Harlem to just some random um, African braiding salon and they put my hair in an uh, extension twisted bun style. Shortly after that, Christian decided to get rid of her relaxed ends, which were about two inches long. A stylist cut them off and gave Christian her first natural style to start locks called gel twists. I still have a photo, which um, it's probably in my, you know, keepsake box um, of me standing at the chair and thinking, wow, this is really different. And then seeing my boyfriend for the first time and him telling me, you look like a boy. <laughs> wow. Like, wow. Okay. <laughs> but 
you know, over time, um, I grew so for him to say that the locks were short, they were short, they were kind of like spikes on your head, yeah, yeah, yeah. They laid down, so there was still about two inches, maybe no more than two inches. Um, but yeah, they were extremely short. Um, and I was lucky, and I think I did this on purpose. I started them in my junior year because I thought about, oh my god, what am I gonna do for my my hair for prom and all that and so um it did grow long enough for her to put it in um a tight like tight to scalp type of style um for the prom so I did have that foresight so I'm (laughs) glad I had that but yeah in the beginning it took some some getting used to and you know obviously he got used to it I got used to it and um then you know a few years later it was just long and luscious and you know, the rest is history. You're listening to Hair, How I Grew It. I'm host and producer Drake Hill Burns. Back to Christian after a short break. So how long did your locks, like, what's the longest you remember them? Because I, and I'm asking because I interviewed a woman and she um, has her roots in Bermuda. And when she goes and she talked about the, what's it called? The RH, religion, Oh, Rastafarianism. Thank Mm -hmm. you. Yes. And she said how, you know, they had locks down to their ankles. So, you know, how long, how long did your locks get? So I had them my first set for 10 years and they grew to I, I would say three quarters of the way down my back um and at that point I just felt like I didn't know what to do with them I had always done my hair I've gone to a salon just a handful of times throughout um this journey and I just I never had natural hair like just free natural hair um you know unlocked but just you know free and so I had I thought, you know, now I'm living in Washington, D.C. There are tons of places where you can get your hair done naturally. And I said, you know what? I'm going to cut my locks off and just wear my hair natural. A lot of women were doing the coily twist outs and their, you know, froze were just beautiful, natural, luscious. <laughs> and so I, I cut my locks off uh, my first set after 10 years. And I went, you know, free natural, I guess you could say, for a year. And I did not like it at all because, and it wasn't that I didn't like the style. I love the styles, but I, again, did not know how to do free natural hair. (laughs) The only thing I could do to my own hair was uh, the two strand twist and then the pop out. So that only lasted for a year. Um, I went to a couple salons, but I thought the cost was, you know, too much for what I was getting. And of course, this is someone who, her entire life has never really paid to get their hair done. Um, <laughs> so I took my privilege and I started my locks again. I did pay someone to start my locks. Um, and so now I've had them for nine years. So it's been nine years um, with the second set. And they I have grown faster than the first set um, because I had more length. I had about four inches when I started. So now they're... Um, almost to that three quarters way down my back again. Uh, But I probably will never, well, I know I will never cut them all the way off, Um, but I'll, I may trim them to mid back 
um, length every now and again. We'll see. I still haven't decided. I was still a little fuzzy about Christian's transition to her second set of locks, so I asked her to elaborate. I'm trying to figure out, because I know you said you're not a big chop person, but you would have had the big, I mean, what did, did you big chop and just let it grow? What did you do? Yeah, so that was, it still wasn't a big chop because um, going back to my hair texture, I had two to three inches of loose hair, even after 10 years. So even though my hair was so long, it takes a while to lock. Uh, so I was less afraid, if you will, um, to, you know, cut my hair off. And I noticed that I could untwist even some of the hair that appeared to be locked and uh, comb through it. And that's now become a huge thing. So if you have actually any texture hair, um, tightly coiled or loose, a lot of uh, salons are offering a service to comb out your locks. Um, And they can save about half of your hair, half the length of your hair. Wow. Um, Yeah. So I discovered that on my own. Yeah. Yeah. It takes a while and it's not cheap, but, and and I never pay for anyone to do it. Um, I just did what I could. Right. Uh, And then I think the woman who started it, um, she finished it for me. Uh, So then that was part of just me starting lock. So I had about four or five inches. I had enough to, as soon as she started the gel twist, she was able to put in a, in a close to like my scalp style. What's been the reaction to Christian's luscious locks? Well, again, because my mom, I guess she readied my family and prepped them for, you know, anyone else in the family ever going natural because I didn't, I didn't get a response from my family. I don't remember. Um, I mean, you know, but it, it wasn't, it was, I never got a why, but it was, oh, okay, that's interesting. Um, And then when my hair started to grow, you know, no shade to any of my family members, but faster and longer than any of theirs, um, it was kind of shocking, like, oh, okay, wow, this is like a pretty style, or it suits you, or we always figured that, you know, you would go natural because your mom is natural. So, you know, I never felt uh, natural hair, I guess, stigma in my family. But outside her clan, there was someone who saw things very differently. In Teaneck, New Jersey, I met and became very close friends with um, Caribbean people, folks from the Caribbean. And my friends who were Jamaican, uh, their family, their, their parents were very, very much against it. Um, really? Said, yes. I will never forget. Um, one of my best friends in high school, her father was born and raised in Jamaica, had a very thick accent still. And she was actually born in Jamaica. Um, so they were very closely still tied to, uh, the Island. And I remember coming to his house and it was the first year or so of me having locks. And he was like, you know, this is, this is like those, you know, Rastafarians and you're never going to get a job and people won't understand. And are you going to be a Rasta? And it was so interesting. 
um what was your response well I just said no I said I understand the culture I appreciate their culture um I'm not dirty and neither are they I said I wash my hair I style my hair um and I haven't gotten any you know I mean I was in high school so it wasn't like I was in corporate America so it was like I wasn't being discriminated against in high school um and even my friends they just knew it was part of me and part of my journey um, you know, luckily, again, for me, Teaneck, New Jersey, and, and uh, you know, North Jersey and, and New York is very diverse. So if you went to Harlem or Brooklyn, you know, there were a lot of folks from the Caribbean, but even African-Americans wearing their hair, natural African-American women. Um, so it just wasn't, it wasn't shocking. You could go to the um, International African Arts Festival, you know, every year during July 4th weekend in Brooklyn, and you wouldn't be counting how many people had their hair natural. You'd be counting how many people had their hair in, and, you know, relaxed. Besides that one conversation that I'll never forget, um, the reaction to people around me and my circle of friends and family was very supportive and just not shocked at all. Because I even also stopped eating uh, pork and beef at that time. <laughs> so... <laughs> I was going, you know, all into the the natural, holistic life. And now living in Washington, D.C. and working as a communications specialist, Christian doesn't have any on-the-job hair issues to report either. I do think length plays a part um, because once your hair, whether it's natural or um, naturally loose or in locks, length gives you a lot of options and you know for better or for worse it gives you options to wear your hair in eurocentric like styles uh so if you wanted to wear your hair in a bun or if you wanted to wear it curly or you know a french roll you know or something like something that is like tight pulled back and quote unquote you know kept kept up you know not um just out and flowing and free uh, that's more accepted and you have more options when your hair is longer but also I do wear my hair out uh, wear it in a bun a lot but that's just because it's very long it's easier for me to manage but I do wear it out a lot and I just get comments from um, people just say oh my god wow your hair is so long but that's it. I haven't had any, to my knowledge, discrimination. And luckily, I also work in international development. So um, most people, even if, you know, inwardly, they're, they're not, um, you know, conscious or accepting of, of uh, diverse cultures, they are and they kind of have to be at their place of work. So how do you typically wear your locks now? I mean, it's in locks, yeah. but how do you typically wear your hair? Yeah, because I work out three to five times a week, um, wearing it plaited and then putting those plaits in a bun is my preferred uh, method or hairstyle. You say um, plaited. What is plaited? So I take six to eight locks and I braid them so to make one big braid. And I do that... Um, to you know my entire set of locks and then I put you know rubber bands at the end so they stay together and then I'll gather them into a ponytail and style them in a bun oh okay okay and, and that is actually 
two hairstyles in one because I can then take the bun down, take the braids out, and then it gives me a voluminous, uh, textured, curly, crinkly look. Christian doesn't have any natural hair doubts, but she does have one regret. If I could go back, I probably would have never cut my locks off, honestly, um, because I really liked that set of locks. Um, They were fluffier and thicker than my current set. And I've noticed that my hair texture and a couple of my friends, as they've gone transitions from locks to um, just loose natural hair, um, that my hair texture has changed over the years. Um, And so that's it. But, you know, I wouldn't change anything else. I wouldn't change having a jerry curl or having the perm or, you know, exploring with braids. And I'm actually encouraged uh, because you can do so much with natural hair, way more than you can do with um, permed or relaxed hair. And your style, you know, can change with you as you get older, as you, um, you know, when we travel, a lot of times Black women wear braids. I, too, even can put hair over my locks. When I was growing out my second set of locks, I had to take a swimming class and I put kinky twists over my individual locks that were, you know, just the baby locks. And I kept that style in for two months. So that was just another, you know, iteration or, or styling of my, even my locks, not just, you know, loose natural hair. So I think with all the education that we have, and there's still room for more, even though most people think, oh, the natural hair care scene is saturated with products and, you know, um, people and their ideas. And, but there's just so much you can do with the hair. People are obviously being born every day. And I know women now my age and younger and older who don't know how to style natural hair. Um, So I'm just encouraged. And I'm happy that we have literally laws been being put in place to encourage women or not deter women from wearing their hair natural because of professional um, setbacks or or any type of um, public discrimination. Christian's interview should have ended here, but my Virgo brain couldn't let something she said go. And this is me getting in the weeds here, but it's a, it's a curse of mine. But you had mentioned, okay, so you can do more with the natural hair. And you were talking about how you can put in uh, kinky twists. I, 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 that totally lost me with the locks that you have. How, how do you do that? <laughs> you know what I mean? So, so luckily, your lock is one strand of hair. And when you braid, even you know, without using um, added hair, you need three strands. So you just take one long piece of the, t- of the um, added hair and add it to your lock and braid that in. So you have the, the folded long piece, which ends up being two pieces, and your lock is the third piece. So all you do is just braid that in and then add one of your locks or add the lock to one of the added pieces of hair and then twist it down. And for the most part, the lock stays in. Sometimes it pops out a little bit at the end, depending on what texture hair you use. But I had no issues with uh, taking swim class twice a week for two months, washing the hair, um, and then taking it out. And my locks were, and my hair and my roots were perfectly intact. Wow. Okay. So that makes it, wow, you really do have a lot of options. You got more than I do. (laughs) 
<laughs> more than I do. Okay. Even someone who has had locks slash natural hair for 20 years, um, I'm still find myself on YouTube, you know, looking at how other people style their hair and, and learning new styles myself. So if, you know, one is thinking about going from relaxed to natural or even um, natural loose hair to locks, just really, really doing your research and sitting on YouTube or, you know, uh, going to a natural hair salon and talking to them, you know, for hours, getting a consultation, um, because that's, those are the only, you know, couple ways or finding a group, like I said, that you will really be able to understand that this is not a limiting lifestyle or hairstyle. It's limitless. And we as Black women, Black people are so um, diverse and dynamic and, and creative that I wouldn't want anyone to be held back from also being healthy. You know, I blog about physical health all the time, but as other people have blogged about, there is health in your hair. You know, your hair, your hair health is part of your whole self and what you put in your body and how you, um, you know, wear your hair because we have dry hair naturally um, affects your entire well-being. So a lot of people are on health and wellness and self-care journeys and sometimes they forget about their hair. So I would just say, you know, make sure that you're embarking on this journey for the right reasons and you have the right support so you can be successful. Check out Christian's health and wellness blog on Instagram at Sweater Sipper. That's S-W-E-A-T-E-R-S-I-P-P-E-R. Towards the end of our interview, I thought about my first Hair How I Grew It guest, my Delta Sigma Theta sorority sister, Jennifer Jones. Jennifer had long, luscious locks like Christian, but she cut them off because she worried their weight would eventually damage her delicate edges. I asked Christian if she worries her locks will cause her baby hair to break off. She admitted that she noticed in 2012 that some had. So now Christian styles her hair in ways that don't put stress on her edges. If you haven't already, listen to Hair, How I Grew It, Episode 1, to hear Jennifer share her journey to locks years before they became fashionable. By the way, in case you're wondering, Christian no longer does natural hair on the side. She did that to earn extra money while going to college. Here's Christian's hair care routine. She washes, conditions, and retwists her locks every four to six weeks. She typically wears a protective style, plaits, and or bun for two weeks. Then Christian wears her hair loose until it's time to wash it again. Every few days, she moisturizes her scalp with brandless organic virgin coconut oil and Creole Haitian castor oil. Christian wraps her locks in a satin scarf every night and sleeps on a satin pillowcase. During the winter, she wears a satin-lined knit headband and a satin-lined knit cap while outside. 
Thank you for listening to Hair, How I Grew It. I'm host and producer, Drake Hill Burns. Subscribe to the show wherever you get your podcasts and leave a review. Follow Hair, How I Grew It on Instagram at Keep It Nat. Tweet me at Hair, How I Grew It and tell me what you think of the show. Also, if you're a sister who wants to tell your natural hair story, tweet me. And who knows, I could be asking you how you grew it. Until next time, keep it natural.